Good morning. What a joy to welcome each of you and to look out and see so many familiar faces and some new faces too. Thank you for making the time to be with us. So far this morning, we have celebrated the good news of Christmas and the songs we've sung and in the scriptures we've read. And I'd like to take a few minutes just to reflect on this good news with you because it really is the best news you will ever hear in your entire life. The good news of Christmas is the good news of the person of Jesus himself. All of God's grace, every bit of it, all of God's fullness, all of God's kindness, and all of God's promises are all wrapped up for us in the person of Jesus. Everything that God has to say to you, he has said it in Jesus. Everything that God has to show to you, he has shown it to you in Jesus. Everything God has to give to you, he has given to you in Jesus. We see this on Christmas, that God has spoken his word. God has revealed his very heart. He has given himself to us in a baby, in a manger in Bethlehem. Whoever you are, whatever your story, however you've messed up and however you've fallen short in your life, hear the good news of Christmas today that the person of Jesus is good news for you. Your friends may disappoint you. Your road may be difficult. Your health or your body may fail. Your family may be dysfunctional. I'm sure none of the ones sitting here this morning. Just keep your eyes on me. It's okay. Don't look at the person next to you. Your life may be incredibly complicated. So praise God then that there is a wonderful simplicity. There's a simplicity to the gospel, to the good news. And it's like a beautiful melody. It's like a beautiful song that rises above all the other noise of the world and it rises above all the noise of our lives. And the beautiful melody, we hear this on Christmas, the beautiful melody of the wonderful simplicity of the gospel rings out from the heart of God himself. And I hope we hear it today. I'd like to highlight very briefly two themes of this melody, two themes of the melody of the gospel we hear on Christmas. And the first is of the light of Jesus. And the light of Jesus is a light that shines upon you wherever you are. Hear this from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people who walked in darkness 
have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. This is grace. This is the grace of God that doesn't wait for us to find our way to the light. It's the grace of God that doesn't wait for us to somehow discover the light on our own. It's the grace of God prophesied in Isaiah and fulfilled in Christ that shines upon us where we are. It's simple, but it's true. Never let yourself think that you somehow need to take the first step to God. God always takes the first step to you. However lost you are, however disillusioned you are, and however disinterested you are in him, he takes the first step to you. Exhibit A, the shepherds. We heard about him in Luke chapter 2. We point out something from verse 8 here. It says, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. There is no indication that these were religious people. There is no indication they had any spiritual inclination at all. They were simply doing what they normally did, and they were doing it where they normally did it. They were watching sheep. That's all we know. I guess we, you can say we know they were also pretty good at it because they were outstanding in their field. That's all we know. <clears throat> They weren't on any kind of quest. They weren't on any kind of spiritual pilgrimage. They weren't trying to find the light. The light found them. Verse 9 tells us that an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. God could have arranged this story any way he wanted to, he knew that we would be rehearsing it and rehearsing it for thousands and thousands of years. God arranged this story so that the revelation of his glory didn't come first to a people in a palace or people in a temple or upon people in an evangelical Bible study. The glory of the Lord, the light of Jesus, first appeared upon people where they were in darkness. Do you think God was intending to make a point here? I'm certain he was. Like me, you may have heard this story a thousand times. You may have seen the shepherds portrayed in cartoons and in nativity pageants. And it's all kind of cute. And it is cute. This a few weeks ago, to see our kindergartners here wrapping bedsheets around their head and pretending they're shepherds and remembering their one line. Thankfully, the cow remembered his one line. It's the best line of the whole show where the cow says, move over so I can see the Christ child. It's the best line. I look forward to that line all year long. I don't know what version that's from. Maybe the Moo International version. I'm not sure. It's all kind of cute, but don't miss the point. Don't miss the point. 
God made this point in the dark of night out of nowhere. People who were not seeking him, people who were not trying to find him, God first found them. Whoever, wherever, however disillusioned with God or with the church you are today, here again or for the first time, the beautiful melody of the gospel, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The light of Jesus shines upon you right where you are. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. We also hear this good news ring out in the promise of Jesus. I hope we hear this today. It's another theme of wonderful simplicity of the good news of Jesus. And the good news of the promise of Jesus is that Jesus is and Jesus fulfills all the promises of God. Jesus fulfills all the promises of God for the whole world and for all the holes in your heart. So we see in the manger on Christmas, God's proof that he keeps his promise. God the Father doesn't just say to the whole world, I'll keep my promise, you have my spoken word, though that would have been enough. God the Father goes one step further on Christmas and he says to the world, I'll keep my promise, you have my incarnate word. Jesus himself is the incarnate word of God proving that he keeps his promise. Here again, what the angel said to the shepherds in Luke 2.11, these titles that are given to Jesus. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ, the Lord. These titles of Jesus remind us that Jesus keeps and fulfills all of God's promises. All of God's fullness is all wrapped up for all of us in this one man, Jesus. Everything God has to say to you and show to you and given to you, he has said to you. He has shown to you. He has given to you in Jesus. The Apostle Paul would make an incredible claim in 2 Corinthians 1.20, and this is why the multitude of the heavenly host would sing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased because all the promises of God find their yes in Jesus. That's who was born in, on Christmas. That's who was lying in the manger, the one who is the yes and the amen to all of God's promises. All the promises of God's faithfulness, of his salvation, of his mercy, of his forgiveness, his redemption, his justice, his comfort, his peace, his everlasting life, all the promises of God, every single one of them find their yes and their amen in Jesus. So that cry of a baby in Bethlehem was not just the cry of any baby. That cry in Bethlehem was the cry of yes to all of God's promises. 
Isaiah 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is who Jesus is, and this is who we need. The most broken places in this world and the most broken places in your heart and in your family and in your soul and in your story and in your past are not too broken for Jesus. Jesus is good news for you in the most broken, most sad, most deep, most hidden place. Because in that place, Jesus is for the world and Jesus is for you. The fulfillment and the yes of all of God's promises for you. Jesus is your wonderful counselor. He is your mighty God. He is your everlasting father. Your prince of peace. He is your savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus is and fulfills all of God's promises for you in the deepest places of your longing, deepest places of your sin, the deepest places of your wounding. This has been my experience in my life. I lived almost an entire decade of my life from about the age of 22 to 32, with a father wound the size of Texas. And I protected it, and I coddled it, and it became such a part of who I was and how I lived that I didn't know how to exist without that gaping wound until one day out of nowhere, Jesus healed it. I wasn't strong enough to heal myself. I wasn't smart enough to even know where to start. I was a Christian, but I was a mess. Anybody else in here this morning a mess? Let me see your hand. Anybody else in here a mess? Look at all these messes. <laughs> or look at all these Anglican Pentecostals, who knows? I was a mess. I needed a savior. And so Jesus did for me, and Jesus did within me the same thing he did in Bethlehem. He shined his light upon me where I was in my darkness. He took up residence in the messy manger of my brokenness in my father wound, and by grace, my everlasting father began to cry from within me, yes, to all of God's promises for me. And the open wound becomes a healed wound. And the dark place becomes flooded with light. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And the good news for you this Christmas is that Jesus can do the same thing for you.
You don't have to look any further anymore. You don't have to keep striving and searching and reaching and climbing. You can give up. Give up today. Let go today. Where else are you going to go but to Jesus? To whom else are you going to look but to Jesus? What other source of light, what other source of medication for your deepest wounds will you find to fulfill you like Jesus? Every broken place, every ache, every longing, every grief, every sadness, every sin in your soul finds its ultimate fulfillment in the light of Jesus and in the promise of Jesus. Whatever you need, God has given to you in Christ. All of God's grace, all of God's promises are all wrapped up for you in the incarnate word, the incarnate promise, the incarnate person of Jesus. And this is the best news you'll ever hear because it's true. If you want to know how much God loves you, look at the manger and look at Jesus and keep your eyes on him all the way to the cross and all the way to the empty tomb and all the way into heaven. He is the yes and the amen to all of God's promises for you. So I invite you this Christmas to allow the promised one to find his home in you. Let's pray. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us. Abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Amen.